Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Welcome to Fightful. It's February 27th, 2023. I hope I'm on the right microphone because I was definitely on the wrong one a few minutes ago. And Denise didn't even tell me. I was actually going to tell you, but I wasn't too sure because I didn't because you weren't talking directly to the mic when you were talking to me. So I thought, oh, maybe it's because he's not like directly over it. So I was right there. Right there. I'm sorry, Sean. I didn't know no, I was okay. responsible. No, but I wasn't sure, honestly. If not, I would have told you. Well, guys, get in your super chats here at youtube.com slash Fightful. Get in your Humper Chats at humperchats.com. 
we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Humper Chats will come in useful, especially this weekend as we have AEW Revolution coverage. And uh, you'll be able to get your questions or statements in before we even go on the air. So maybe there's something during the show you want. Humperchats.com has you covered. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Check out our outstanding slate of content that we have had recently. A ton of interviews. I got Becca dropping on Tuesday. Davey Boy Smith Jr. today. He talks about Brett and Goldberg, WWE Creative, uh, MLW. Had Titus O'Neil yesterday. Masha Slamovic. Uh, yesterday, Omos this past weekend, Piper Niven, Street Profits, Zicky Dice, all in the last week. And this week on Fightful, uh, we have Grapsity interviewing Ruby Soho and Keith Lee. I'm dropping an interview with uh, Chad Gable as well. So show us some love, guys. We've got so much stuff, and the more you share it, the more we can get. We got some Humper Chats already. I don't know how I feel about this one, though. It's Flame Inc., and... I very much appreciate the super chat, but he says, I think Dave Meltzer has lost his mind or his readers have. Have you read the Observer Awards? It's heavy AEW biased. Mox is a better promo than Heyman. Match of the year, Okada Osprey, WTF. I think Okada Osprey had a great match. I think that almost, I think there are probably 10 Osprey matches that could have been match of the year, but I mean, you can't put that on Dave Meltzer. It was viewer voted and, that's what his audience uh, voted on. If you don't like it, there are uh, awards here. There's awards for PWI. I think Sports Kita has some as well. But um, I, I was very happy with how ours ended up, and I support any company that, that wants to do their own awards and have their audience represented. I don't think that uh, those should be minimized or anything like that. If you don't like them, you can scroll past, honestly. Uh, Remember Tony our motto Pete. is vote or die. No, it was vote, or, vote die. or vote or die. Yeah. No, it's vote or die. For people that were upset for the Fightful Awards was, well, you either vote or that's it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just so easy it's to not scroll like the right. Grammys. Come on. Like with the Grammys when yeah. they just like snub people, like this was the voted on thing. I uh, I just feel like you can just scroll past if that's big of a deal. Tony P says, after seeing all these weird moves since Chamber, what is your percentage on how much Vince has got his hand in the Mania cookie jar and is booking from the shadows like Illuminati? Mine is 70% as of tonight. Oh, okay. I, I think so, 99% he has input on things. I just feel like Triple H does have the final say. Look, man, after tonight, I really, truly think that there's no way Vince's touch isn't on this show. Like I was, you know, I was, we're 33 days away from WrestleMania, Sean. We are WrestleMania season and we got this episode of Raw. Like aside from maybe two, three things, and maybe I'm pushing it with even three things. This show was not good at all. It was a rough episode of Raw. I you know, you know how it is, uh, Sean. When I when when shows really bad, I like start to I start to snack. I was looking all over my kitchen just to find something to eat because I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was just so bad today. It wasn't a great show. There was one match specifically that I just loved, but uh, we'll get to that shortly. But there there are some things like. I think Finn Balor and Edge was probably always the plan for this late. It's just, I'm so over this feud. We'll talk more about it later. There are some things that you look at and you say, this is more Vince-ish. But we, uh, 
we also have a very generous Humper Chat from Trey Cash. And uh, I want to thank Trey Cash. He's made some great donations lately. I actually emailed him personally to thank him. He just uh, has been so generous. He says, any truth that Kenny Omega possibly go into WWE or that WWE doesn't look at him as a big star, which would be dumb. I'd hate to see him leave AEW, but he deserves a good title run in WWE so the mainstream can appreciate his greatness. You guys rock. Well, WWE had incredible interest in him in 2018 before he had another four or five years of national exposure. They had interest in him when he had ROH and New Japan exposure. Now he's had four plus years of being on AEW TV. And I mean, you can say that that's not mainstream exposure. They're still, they're, you know, they're on TV in front of a, like a million people. The just in the overnights uh, on Turner Networks. So I would be shocked if WWE wasn't interested in Kenny Omega. I don't think there's any way they don't look at him as a big star. I can tell you that based on the numbers that I heard in 2018, AEW actually offered uh, more, or at least based on the figures that, that we were given by the Young Bucks and Omega uh, during our interviews back then. But things have changed now. Vince is gone, quote unquote. Uh, a lot of things have adjusted. There's more of a talent war going on now than there was even then. But what do you think the possibilities of Kenny Omega popping up are? Uh, Denise, it won't be until like late this year, early next year, if even possible. Right now, when you right now with where I'm at, I would say very, very low. I I don't know. I don't see it right now happening, but I could be completely utterly wrong. But again, I feel like if you ask me this question once <laughs> later on, yeah. I might have a totally different question, but an answer. But right now, it's a, it's it feels very slim. We also have Flame Inc. saying something been bothering me about BTE and Up Up Down Down when I watch the shows and see, say, Usos at odds or Kenny and Hangman at odds within feuds. Yet in these other shows, they're having fun and hanging out, which shouldn't be allowed. I don't have a problem with that at all. I mean, these are actors playing a role. Like, I, I had no problem with seeing Giancarlo Esposito or Giancarlo Esposito and, uh, Air, like, Aaron Paul on the same red carpets. It's they're playing roles. I know that this is conflict based. It just never bothers me. Jimmy Uso solo Sokoa kick off WWE raw. Jimmy still doesn't know what's going on with Jay. He says that Roman will be at SmackDown, but it seems like they're just here to be here. Like they just had the bloodline here to be here. And, it's mainly to circle back to what happens at the end of this match because they're interrupted by the Street Profits. Uh, they make a little top dollar joke in there about, about Jimmy, and they end up having a match. Solo picks up the win. Like I thought there was a real chance that what we saw after the match, which was Kevin Owens running down and making the save or, or interfering or whatever you want to call it, might have cost Jimmy and Solo the match, but they're keeping Solo like, mega mega strong denise yeah so honestly i thought that for for lately everything that the users have been doing everything's been really hot really interesting this was definitely on the opposite side of that i thought this was kind of a weak start to raw where i really wasn't feeling everything that they were doing leading into this match it just didn't really feel too hot or too entertaining but the match itself was fine but to me really the big takeaway from this well the two big takeaways but the biggest one was definitely solo sokoa uh getting that getting that getting the win 
win for his team, but being the one to get the pin over Montez Ford. Oh man, I thought that was so great for Solo Sokoa. He looked freaking strong. To me, that was like a big uh, little win there for him, honestly. I was a fan of that. A Kevin big Owens. little win. A big little win. Yes, exactly. Wow. And um, what do you call it? Kevin Owens coming out and all of that was perfectly executed. I thought that was really the only thing that I, I kind of really wanted to talk about this was that I really thought this was a big little win for Solo Sokoa. It, it was a big little win. Uh, it was something that, that a win that he got that I thought could have easily have been a loss on Jimmy Uso. I mean, WWE has not shied away from letting Jimmy Uso take pinfalls during this tag title run. But, um, by the way, he pinned Dawkins, just so you know. Oh, sorry about that. Pay attention to the show, Denise. I'm but, sorry. Uh, I seriously wrote down Montez Ford on my notes for some reason. Mm, He's just on the brain, clearly. Mm, everybody, everybody mad at you. Burying Oh, my Denise. God. Well, you know what? Then, you know what, Sean? Go find another new co-host. I'm wow, clearly not deserving what, to be here. I didn't say anything about it. They said something about it. Why Bro. are you going off on me? Whatever. Sorry, chat. Listen, listen to Denise. Thank you for apologizing. That's big of you. That's a little no, big of you, No, it's a little Denise. big. Yeah, it's a little big of me. It's a little big of you. Uh, this was to get Bloodline on the show. It was to get Kevin Owens on the show and to further this angle and further the friction because we didn't have Reigns. We didn't have Sammy. feels like Sammy's been all over everything lately. <laughs> So uh, this, I thought this served a purpose and it so served a dual purpose. Cause like, there's a good chance we get like Corbin versus KO next week. Cause Corbin's interview got cut into by Kevin Owens being like, I don't care if I get in trouble or anything like that. So I think we're going to probably see Corbin get his ass beat by Kevin Owens next week as well. That's literally just Baron Corbin's job. Now he just goes in there and just gets his ass beat by just whoever needs to beat somebody's ass. You love it. You love to see it. David Weissman uh, do says, I? "No, I yeah. don't think so. No, I maybe like not. This. No, I don't." Oh well, KO I still versus... have to see it every week. Well, not next week. You don't, because Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa has been announced for next week. Um, but I mean, I think that down the line, like I think within two weeks, we're going to see Baron Corbin losing to Kevin Owens on TV. Yeah, like, Sean, I mean... pay attention to the show. You should have already known we were going to see Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa. I mean, I still think we're going to see Baron Corbin versus Kevin Owens. Yeah, but you said next week. Pay attention to the ah, show, man. Who cares? Who cares? I, I pay attention <laughs> to the show. David Weissman says, I'll volunteer to be a co-host. Oh, Denise, you got competition. Go for it, man. Jambeard says, Little Big is a fun band. They make some odd music videos. I is there really a band called Little Big? Yeah, Wait, isn't there yeah, Big Little Town or Big Little something? Some shit like that. Yeah, for Big sure. Little Town. Isn't there a band like that? Big Little Town? G bro I'm says Denise's sure. KFC big little win of the week. Do they still do those? The big littles at KFC? No, KFC it was the chicken littles, but this, there is a group called little go. big town, but chicken littles. Oh, those were so good. Chicken littles with the potato wedge fries from KFC. That was my go-to right there, but no pickles. I'm more of a Lee's guy. If I was, if I were Ew, Lee's sandwiches. No, Lee's chicken. What? Oh, we don't have Lee's chicken here in California. What? Sorry, I thought you were talking about Damn. Lee's sandwiches. No, there's a lot of people like that are like, Lee's oh, sandwiches. Do, do you like KFC because you're from Kentucky? No, it's not good. It's never been good. <laughs> it's always been really bad. I prefer hey. Lee's if I if I have to. Um, 
honestly, but sadly, go to chicken place. Sadly, of late, it's been uh, a joint around here called Drake's, which is like a chain, but they have pretty good like tenders as far as that goes. But uh, there's honestly some barbecue places around here that have some pretty good, uh, pretty good chicken. So. Okay. Terry Allen Jr. says, for you, is 2K23 more enjoyable than last year? Uh, I enjoyed it because I beat Denise mercilessly. That's not true. That's not true. The game. That's the not game. true. I even, told, I even told Seth Rollins that you picked Bianca Belair and I picked Becky Lynch. And I No, didn't you. we also do Brock versus Roman on Raw? Yeah. Oh, my God. I Why did we do that? You. Why? Yeah. Did that, too. But um, we've got some cool content coming up from 2K23. I interviewed Brian Williams, who is one of the developers of the game. And I've got a feature up on who WWE superstars, or it's coming up, on who WWE superstars think should be the lowest rated player in the game. That will be coming over the next couple of weeks before the release. Pro Wrestling Podcast says, now I want a KFC Famous Bowl. Okay, that's the only good thing at KFC. The Famous Bowls are solid. I never had the Famous Bowl. It is mashed potatoes, corn, and chicken. Okay. Not really a bowl person. Okay. Throwback says, listening in on the Raw Post Show, enjoying the last few hours of my birthday with the Fightful fam. A sleeping Brody in his crib. Thank you, Fightful. Well, happy birthday, Throwback. Our good friend. Always have been supportive. A great guy as well. Sheldon says, when Denise says big little, it hits a little differently because all I see is people saying little in front of everything. Little match, little win with attitude. You know she's mad when she says it. Ooh, Denise. What? (laughs) If somebody said something that you did was like, good, like, that's a good little show you have there, Denise. Don't you take that as like condescending? That's a good little show you had? No, I'd be like, oh, thanks. Okay. Or if someone just said, oh, your little show, then I'd be like, all right, you want to go outside? Let's go. (laughs) Are there any other things like that that annoy you? Uh, One of the ones that I used to get annoyed by is when I would like post one of my articles on my personal social media and people would be like, very well written, Sean. And I'm like, no shit. I'm a professional writer. That annoyed you? Oh, it annoyed the hell out of me. Like, did you think I couldn't form a sentence? But it's a compliment, though. I don't think, uh, I wouldn't take that as an insult. What it says to me is that whoever wrote or read it didn't expect it to be well written. No, I don't think so. That it was well written. If I read an article and I thought that it was very good, I would be like, oh, this was a very well written article. Like, I wouldn't take that as an insult if I were you. I would take that as a compliment. I don't I don't see it as condescending condescending either. Guys, super chat, humper chat, your best backhanded compliments or condescending patronizing is the word I'm looking for. That's what I Richard get so Richard many Martinez backhanded said. compliments on YouTube though. Yes, he says it's patronizing AF. I agree. I think wow. that there should be a wrestler. I think honestly I think Apollo Crews would be really good at that angle where he like gives everybody really patronizing backhanded compliments and he just smiles through it. I Why? think that he could Why Apollo be- Crews of all people. Because I think he could pull it off really well. Because like if you see him and you look at him, you're like, man, he's a really nice guy. And if you say those things, or if he said those things on TV, you'd be like, is he being a nice guy? Or is he being a dick? And I think that he could pull that off. 
I don't know, man, but we should do a whole podcast on pet peeves. Actually, don't because I have a lot of pet peeves and I think they would make me look really bad. Wow. If people knew all my I love I love all my pets. They don't peeve me. David Weissman says we still got five weeks before mania. Give it time for it to get really good. We got yeah, 33 I mean, days. What? That is a Come on, I know. That's what I'm saying. 33 days, though. Like, we should not be having this type of episode. I'm sorry. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Uh, Flame Inc. says, do you think we'll have Bloodline versus Sammy, Kevin, Cody, and question mark in a war games? Could even set one up for the ladies. Damage Control versus Legends and Becky. I don't. I don't think that they'll stretch out the Bloodline and Cody thing until Survivor Series. Go ahead, Denise. I just thought about something that's very annoying. When I'm really what? proud of covering something, like let's say I'm like, oh, I'm watching this show, right? Like, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. And then someone goes, well, how come you're not watching this? Oh, I know. <laughs> that's annoying. Sorry. There, there was a doofus that I saw that commented on the Chelsea Green, Matt Cardona acceptance of the Indie Award for Fightful. And they go, you don't even cover Indies. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I could have swore that I went to Black Label Pro shows and interviewed like six or seven people. Went to Fright Night, interviewed a bunch of people. You and I worked a damn GCW show. A bunch of people cried about it. Interviewed a bunch of people there. <laughs> Jeremy Lambert just interviewed seven people for the JCW show. Fightful is at every Battle Slam, and Steven Jensen is doing shows there. Steven Jensen looked. deserves more credit than he Hold gets, on. man. And then I, then he's he's great. He's phenomenal. But then I looked at the person who commented that, and I was like, why does this, why does this guy, this Eric guy, seem so familiar? <laughs> this guy a year ago was the one that was on Twitter talking about how Jade Cargill was out of shape. What now? Yes. So then I was like, all right, this guy. I thought maybe he's a troll. No, he's just stupid. So there you go. Oh, God. VIP Lounge. Oh, God. VIP Lounge. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but... The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything, from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets, and of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection, or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. MVP. What? Oh. It, what? Damn. You had a long pause there, and I was yeah, like, Yeah, I did what? have a long pause. <laughs> trying to think of how to segue there. Brock Lesnar comes out. He crashes the party early. There is no Omos. He was supposed to or was scheduled to be here. Hey, it's not Omos. It's Omos. Well, as Jimmy Hart says, Amos. No, it's Omos, according to Brock Lesnar. He doesn't even know his WrestleMania opponent's name. We Sean. got our Omos Sapiens out here. Check out my interview, Omos Sapiens, with uh, Omos. But KE775 says, are they really doing Brock and Omos at Mania? It looks like it. And uh, let, let's talk about the segment. Let's talk about the segment. Brock comes out. He calls out MVP. MVP's like, I'm not getting in that ring. I'm not getting suplexed. And Brock goes, I'm not going to hurt you. Don't worry. They come to terms on the match. And this is real stretched out, real elongated, real dragged out. And it's to set up MVP accidentally spitting a little white lightning on uh, Brock Lesnar and Brock getting, you know, Brockish about it. How, what did you think of the segment and the confirmation? That we're going to see Omos and Brock Lesnar. Where do I begin, Sean? Um, I'm first not and foremost, excited for this at all. You know what? I'm going to begin with the pros. Here are my pros that I've got for you. Brock Lesnar gave me a ton of memes today. Him sitting on the couch was a mood. His face's facial reactions was a mood. All of that was really funny. Um, the MVP stuff, I think they could have definitely trimmed it down because at one point, like you said, they just stretched it out too much where we all knew like, okay, the guy's going to get F5. Uh, he's going to do something to put his foot in his mouth, but it took forever to get there. And so that really just, it just dragged. But anyways, Omas, not Omos, even though Brock kept calling him Omos, like that should tell you everything you need to know. The fact that Brock Lesnar doesn't even know his opponent's name. He keeps when, calling him Omos. Do you remember when Donald Trump didn't know Bobby Lashley's name? He called him Bobby Lindsley on cable TV. <laughs> it's like, okay. I've got a great, I've got a great man. His name's Bobby Lindsley. And I was like, what? Lindsley? 
<laughs> actually, your Donald Trump impression is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Anyways, but this was bad, okay? This was bad because when they made the announcement last week when he issued the challenge, everybody was like, oh, they're clearly going to lead to something else. I think a lot of us thought we were going to be swerved, that they were going to just do something entirely different. But as we get it, we as we kept getting closer and closer, it started to feel like, you know what, maybe they're not. But I'm still thinking like, okay, maybe they'll swerve us. It'll lead to something else, right? Then this happens. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, the second Brock Lesnar came out, I'm like, oh, it's officially happening. Like, it's not not going to happen. Like, this is the match we're getting. And this is such a huge disappointment. And let me tell you, I feel like a fool, Sean, because Look, I'm very excited about WrestleMania 39, all right? I'm more in particular excited about this WrestleMania because it's literally in my backyard, man. I'm so fucking excited about being at, it being at SoFi Stadium. Denise. I'm sorry. This is how excited I am about WrestleMania. It's in SoFi Stadium. It's gorgeous, okay? There is you just try to just try to drop another F bomb, Denise? I didn't I said gorgeous. You went you went gorgeous. <laughs> Okay, I held it in. Damn. All right. Can I just get my point across for like a second? Sure. I feel like Bobo the freaking clown because I was so excited about WrestleMania. I still am excited about WrestleMania. It's in SoFi Stadium. It's in Hollywood. It's like I haven't been to a WrestleMania here in LA since 21, my first ever WrestleMania. This is supposed to be freaking great. And we're getting Brock Lesnar versus almost. Uh, and i'm sorry but like i'm one of those people that still gets really excited about brock lesnar matches you know even when everybody was complaining about getting brock and roman a hundred times i was still like well you know what it's gonna be a fun match i know they're gonna have a good match and so i was hoping for something just much better for brock and i'm sorry but i feel like this will be funny and i will be able to find the comedy but this does not scream wrestlemania this does not scream wrestlemania in hollywood this does not scream wrestlemania selfie stadium this barely even screams monday night raw yeah if they did this on raw i'd be like cool the result is not in doubt it would need to be barricade spot announce table spot another table spot like Five minutes, that's it. And and Jack FC says at least it should be short. Miguel Ortiz says Brock's Mania match will be the piss break match. Man, listen, they got plenty of stuff you can pee during. J Love Podcast says Omos and Lesnar is going to be dope, in my opinion. And Man with Beard says I think Reg was right on the Brock-Omos match. Uh, the line drive says, I know Omos Lesnar is not something I'm going to enjoy, but I know my dad's going to love it for a shared family memory. I'm fine with it. There are going to be some people that are just watching WrestleMania just to watch it. And they'll be like, Oh my God, look at him. But to me, Denise, I'll tell you what I compare this to. Originally when Brock Lesnar was going back to the UFC in like 2016, 2000, whenever it was, before they put him against Mark Hunt, who is actually pretty formidable at the time, I thought they should have had him against Stefan Struve, who was a decent fighter, but was never going to reach a championship level. Couldn't wrestle worth a damn. But he was this seven-foot-tall guy with a decent record that Brock Lesnar could get on the ground, beat up, and everybody could say, oh, look, he beat up this big seven-foot guy. That's what this is here. That is exactly what this is here. 
Uh, David you know, Weissman you're trying says, to see it. Hold on, Sean. Hold the phone. Mm. Here's the thing, though. Now, I'm not trying to make comparisons here, but you can argue that there's a lot of similarities between uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, okay? Yeah. We already saw Omas versus Bobby Lashley. Now, granted, I do, I, I'm a bigger fan of Brock Lesnar, but I saw Bobby Lashley Omas at WrestleMania. I know what we are capable of seeing. So to me, I feel we already saw this match. Sorry. Cody says, I'd rather see Lesnar versus Peter Avalon. Well, I mean, I would too, because that would be very entertaining. I mean, I know how that would go too, but it would be nice to see how many times in the air Brock could spin Peter around. David Weissman says, I still can't believe Brock is the man who ended Undertaker's mania streak. Well, I still don't think that that was a good thing, but I'm sure WWE still does. I mean, we're talking about Brock still being here nine years later. They got some life out of Brock with that. The line drive says, I basically think of Omos versus Lesnar like Big Show sumo wrestling match, purely an attraction. I'll say, yeah, I'll but say it's this. Brock Lesnar. This is going to be way better than the sumo match, and the sumo match was was so, so bad. So bad. Just this isn't this might not be good, but it'll be better than the sumo match for sure. Yeah, that was bad. But anyways, but there are certain people, though, Sean, on the card that just deserve something more spectacular. I'm sorry. Uh, Our friend Alyssa says Brock wants to get his payday and go, guys. It certainly seems like it. And like love. Can you find out? Yes, what? I'm just giving you some homework since you're, you know, the scoop guy. Can, yeah, FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe. Can you please find out what Brock Lesnar's options were headed into WrestleMania? Like, was he given a choice between Bray Wyatt and Omaz and where he was like, oh, well, I don't want to do it with that like, little goofy stuff with Bray. <laughs> I wouldn't want to deal with that either. Th- that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I'm wondering well, if he was presented a choice like that. I know on internal run sheets around November, it was Brock and Gunther. Like that was the plan in November. And that exactly. I don't know. I'll find out. Lake Love says, I thought for sure we wouldn't get Lesnar Omos at Mania. Of course, I also thought my Scott Adams signed picture of Dilbert would skyrocket value one day. So you never know. Anything can happen. Cody Bondra. Actually, we just read that one. Um, The big redhead says, I don't hate it. I'm intrigued by where it could go. His match last year wasn't terrible. Do you mean Omos or Brock? Who did Omos face last year? Wasn't it Bobby Lashley? There you go. Yeah, I was just talking about it. Yeah. Jambeard says, give me Brock versus Marco Stunt. Yeah, I would watch that too. Are you kidding me? I would pay to watch that. Listen, I don't want to watch it at WrestleMania, but... Honestly... I would take Brock Lesnar over some like, you know what? I would take Brock since it's LA. I will take Brock Lesnar over some uh, Brock Lesnar versus some TikToker. I'm sorry, well, it'd be funny. <laughs> whether it's LA or it's here in Lexington, Kentucky, NordVPN.com/slash Fightful has you covered. Denise, I'm watching John Jones' big return to the UFC this weekend. But I'm not paying that $80 price tag. Why is that? Because I've got NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I subscribe to overseas services. I get the fastest VPN in the world. I get it on all my devices. And I get UFC pay-per-views for about one-sixth the price. Just the difference in that is going to make up the price of your subscription. 
Oh, by the way, you also get a great deal. You get tiers to choose from, whether you want to pass a VPN or a locker. You get a 30-day money-back guarantee. You get online threat protection. It's so much more than just that. And hey, AEW this weekend, you can watch it with NordVPN.com slash Fightful2. You can also watch it every week without commercials when you get that AEW Plus with Fight with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You just unlock so much content that is not available here in America otherwise. NordVPN.com slash Fightful, our biggest sponsor, our most loyal sponsor. We thank them so much. I'm going to be using that stuff all this weekend. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Phil Press says, I could see Gable Stevenson somehow interfering in this and becoming a part of the Hurt business. I don't, I haven't heard any updates about Gable Stevenson. Not at all. Not a Isn't single he dealing with bit. like a health thing. He was. He was. David Weissman says Brock is a part timer. Give Drew a full timer a chance at Gunther for the Intercontinental title. I want to see Drew, Sheamus, and Gunther in a triple threat match. Denise, any thoughts on that one? Oh, I'm totally here for that. Yeah. But just because we want to see, we would like to see Drew versus Gunther instead doesn't mean we still can't have something spectacular for Brock. Jonathan Corona says, How about John Jones versus Brock? John Jones would beat the absolute breaks off of John uh, off of Brock right now. Jared says, you all are putting disrespect on Omas's name. Listen, man, wonderful guy, as we can both attest to. The, the end ring. Mm. Mm. Vincent says, Vince has to be back in creative in some capacity. Omos fell off the face of the earth when Triple H took over. Refused to believe that Triple H came up with Lesnar and Omos on his own. He has wrestled on Raw one time in the last three months, Denise. He vanished. He was a non-factor. He was not in the ring whatsoever. Man, I mean, I feel the exact same way. It's very hard to imagine that this was. That's why I was. That's why I asked you. I'm curious to see what what options Brock Lesnar was presented with. Well, Jay Zero says if Brock is tied up, who should Gunther face? I really think it should be Sheamus and Drew. I think that's good. He's in there against two world champions, including a person he has history with, and uh, Drew as well. Jonathan Corona says, I thought this was going to be a swerve, but really, WWE, Omos Brock is not good at all. Which entrance do you all prefer, Cody Rhodes, WWE, or AEW? I prefer his AEW entrance by far. I like them um, both. But let's talk about, not his entrance, let's talk about this banger of a match he had with Chad Gable. Holy crap. I saw people on Select when I posted the rundown. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 in wrestling. They said, why is he having a cold match on WWE Raw? This is why he's out here having absolute humpers with Chad Gable. We're talking about Cody going for the Cody Cutter, getting caught in a German suplex. We're talking about the moonsault attempts. We're talking about the inverted superplex. And then we get the, the most goddamnedest Cody Cutter I've ever seen in my life. Cody got... Unreal hang time, and Gable, who was significantly smaller, was a wonderful base for this. And then Chad Gable has one of the best crossroads cells you're ever going to see. This was a 10-minute match that we got to see about six and a half, seven minutes of. An immediate top match of WWE Raw in 2023, Denise. Like, this is going to be one at the end of the year. 
probably not going to make, make match of the year list because it was 10 minutes. It was on Raw, cut into via commercials. But when you look back at the best matches on Raw this year, I think this is going to be right up there. They were just going at it, high pace. Cody Rhodes doing this type of style, this type of speed is a great way to keep your momentum with the crowd going into WrestleMania. Completely agree. I mean, the second that they announced this match, I knew that it was going to be good. It was the one thing I was really looking forward to going into this show, and it delivered. Uh, man, when you mentioned the whole thing about that crossroads, I freaking loved it. It just hit extra hard. Uh, it was really good. The cutter, all of that was tremendous. Even the way that he got rid of Otis uh, was pretty damn hilarious. Uh, the, I mean, everything that Chad Gable does has been absolutely flawless. The moonsaults, the, the suplexes, everything the transitions, the counters, everything that that Chad Gable has truly been a gem. He's probably been my favorite thing out of this Triple H regime thing. He's the only person, or not the only person, but he's one of the few people that were seen consistently, but also that has just his spot on the roster has tremendously improved, I would say, from where he was at before. And uh, you can tell that, He's valued, at least, you know, with what we've been seeing the last couple of months. Um, so for me, I'm liking the way that they're using Chad Gable on the show to have go out there and have good matches. But on top of that, I love that we got this match with Cody because, you know, we've only seen, you know, his pay-per-view matches. And then he was gone for, you know, for the injury and he was gone forever. And then we saw him and Baron Corbin, which was nothing. And so this was really one of the first things we got to see that wasn't super high profile, but it was something that was going to be entertaining and enjoyable. And this was exactly what it was. Reminder, guys, get in your Super Chats and Humper Chats. Humperchats.com, that does allow Fightful to keep more of a cut. And you can leave your question or statement uh, really whenever you want, before the show, during the show. Denise, I watched Encino Man for the first time this week. I, I saw your tweet. It. Like, how, Sean? I wasn't a Polly Shore fan. I didn't like him. And I still don't think he's funny. He was very charming in that movie, though. Like, he, I enjoyed his character, but I really enjoyed the movie, and that's where I... Like I discovered, and people told me that Chad Gable mentioned it in an interview with you that he like picked up the shoosh from the heel in Encino Man, and it was I love was that a movie. Lot. I love it. It was so painfully '90s, and I really, really loved it. It was it was a good time, but I had never seen it because like his brand of humor just wasn't for me. But there wasn't a ton of his humor in that. It was just a good movie. It is. I love that movie. It's a classic. When I saw my internship in college was was in Encino. And so I always was just really excited about that because I knew Encino because of the movie. Speaking of movies I watched recently, went to the theater, watched Titanic, the 25 year anniversary. We had oh, the Bianca. It. It, was, it was pretty good. It was all right. Uh, Bianca Montez do one that we hadn't even heard of. Like there were some other movie trailers that have been rumored. This one was never rumored. So this was a bit of a surprise. I I'm glad they did it. This one didn't make me fall over laughing or anything, but it's just good to see them getting put in these spots. 
It was so cute, man. I yeah. loved it because I love Titanic. And so the it, it was funny because when it started, they did like a little version of My Heart Will Go On. like da, da, da. And I was like, stop oh, yeah. it. It's not the exact version. I already want to cry. So whatever, right? We get the moment. And I was thinking, how are they going to make this funny? Because all of them are supposed to be really funny, right? And for the most part, I thought it was cute, but I didn't know where it was going. And so then when Tez did the whole thing of, um, oh, you got to get a picture or whatever else it didn't happen and then he drops the phone and i thought it was hilarious because yes. if you think about it that's very realistic if you're on the end of a ship and you're recreating the titanic moment you think that nowadays in 2023 you ain't gonna pull up your phone and be like we gotta snap a pic of course so to me i thought that they found a clever way to like modernize it and make it funny into a spoof so this was this was really fun i like that they took some creative liberty on that i have been to multiple titanic museums I've heard multiple. Yeah. You know, you know why? Yeah. Uh, not a me choice, but still. No, fun. no, you're just a big fan of Jack and Rose, Sean. <laughs> it's your addiction. I I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you're some just thoughts. A big on Leo that. fan. I mean, I, I, I enjoy Leo, Di Leonardo DiCaprio's work. Yeah. But Flame Inc. says, Denise, can you join up with Steven Larson to get some action coast wrestling interviews and results? They own the show, I believe. Maybe they should book Denise. How about that one? I am always looking for work all the time. Cody Bondra says, can SRS write a sticky note this week? I don't know you what should. that means. Because mean? I'm always here doing sticky notes and you never oh, do yeah. sticky notes. That's a good point. It's a good point. Jan Beard says, if Jade is out of shape, the rest of us have no chance. I mean, yeah, Girls. she she looks like superheroes cosplay as her. Tamel says, I, could I love do, I could go to the gym 24 seven. Hell, I could even like get on something. I still won't look like that. She's, she's a very special athlete. Jambeard says, would rather see the rematch Brock versus Zach Gowan. Well, yeah, there's a million things I'd rather see out of morbid curiosity for sure. I want to see Brock Lesnar versus Sean Ross app. You pay me. I'll do it. Uh, Jay zero says Chad Gable and Tyler Bate at mania would slap. Yeah. I don't think that's a fit though. It would absolutely slap for sure. But Tamel Donta says, I love that everyone's saying let things play out, but we actually have nine shows to WrestleMania day one. We're getting too close to let it play out. Oh, we, we certainly are like, that's going to erode. Like there's going to be less and less of that as the shows get closer and, if these angles aren't hitting, it's, uh, for some of these angles, it feels like they announced the match before they developed the reason for the match. And that's that's the issues for me. We have four official matches that are made, and one of them was added tonight, which was Amaz Brock. But we kind of already know what at least like four more matches may possibly be. David says, you like DiCaprio and Titanic, but not Encino Man and Polly Shore. I did like Encino Man. I liked him in that. I don't like his brand of humor. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is a good actor, and Titanic was a, was a pretty good movie. Is Leonardo, what's your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Um, is it Titanic? Besides Titanic. No, absolutely not. I, I really like What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That was always a good one for oh, it's, me. It's probably The Departed, because The Departed is my favorite movie ever. Like I think I that's the best that movie one. ever. Which one's the one good. with him and the bear? <laughs> the Revenant. I didn't watch that. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> there you go. John Corona says, Sean or Denise, if you guys were like Vince, if you were in his shoes besides Comcast or Disney, which company would you sell to? 
and why. If like if he got to pick, I would I would say Disney for just a multitude of reasons. The ESPN connection, uh, just you can if you were able to pick, I would say Disney for that reason. They've got the established paywall with Disney Plus and e- or Disney whatever and ESPN Plus. Uh, you can integrate Disney IP into WWE, which would be a big hit as well. That's what I would do. I don't know, man, but I would really like to be on Netflix. That's just me. My company, my dream company, if I was super loaded and had a great product, I'd want to be on Netflix. <laughs> we have a Cody promo. He's going to be at SmackDown. Paul Heyman backstage says, if Cody doesn't confront Roman, Roman is confronting Cody. SAS says, after Reigns loses, who do you see Heyman managing? I would love to see him with Sasha. I, I mean, yeah, I would love to see him with a female performer as well. Anybody in, in mind before we talk about this, this SmackDown business? Gunther. That actually sounds really awesome. I just thought about it right now. <laughs> or uh, you could Claudio Casignoli and Curtis Axel. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sure, sure. Too late, already happened. So, Cody, heading to SmackDown, that's good. Um, I might pop up on the post-SmackDown show, depending on what they do there. Uh, So tune in, guys, every Friday. uh, Kate and Alexis Cardoza are on there. Uh, That's a cheap plug. Also, this Thursday, Righteous Reg and Kate are doing an ROH post-show. So tune in for that. But any thoughts on what's going to go down on Friday? This is huge. I'm really looking forward to this. I think SmackDown has been the better show for quite some time now. And I think it's great that they announced this for SmackDown. It makes perfect sense to me. I'm looking forward to it. It feels special to see Cody um, go over to the blue brand, at least for this week. I'm looking forward to it. The Dick Burns Show says, uh, Django, anyone? I mean, I prefer The Departed. Which one, Django? Have I, seen- I don't know that one. Django Unchained. It's it's very good. Oh. Eloquent says, have you oh, seen yeah, internal? Seen have you seen Internal Affairs? Departed was based on it. I haven't, but I'm gonna check it out now. Judgment Day. Finn challenges Edge. We also have backstage Damian Priest challenging Johnny Gargano for next week. So uh, Otis had set up a match with Johnny Gargano to impress Maximum Male Models. But you got Judgment Day officially challenging Edge. Finn does. I had reported recently on FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, that Demon Balor was originally set to face Edge at Hell in a Cell in Royal Rumble. 
I I just don't I don't care about this feud anymore, Denise. And I like all the parts involved. I love Judgment Day. I just don't care about Edge and Finn Balor, and I don't want them to have some thirty-minute match. Honestly, I just, I, I don't. I don't. Ha- I'm fine with them having wrapped it up at Elimination Chamber. He pinned. He pinned Finn Balor. That was it for me. I was ready to move on. Beth well, got her revenge. Edge got his revenge. Welcome to the dark side, Sean. I have been over this feud months ago, and I mean months and months oh, I, I and was, months ago. I, I was over it when I Edge was, was never gone. into it. <laughs> now that I I'm was, thinking about it, when was I even into it? I don't. Re- I don't recall. I was this fine with Edge. Just, I would have been fine if Edge just came back. Like, yeah, that, that's in the past. I don't care about that. But no, there's gotta this is be never good. We were all happy when they broke up. They've gotta add something to this. Gotta. Uh, like we have what? some. You know it's going to be like a thirty-minute match. Oh, I know. Jack Miller says, "I wonder if Sean's ever interviewed Kazuchika Okada." I did uh, technically via text and an interpreter ahead of uh, Wrestle Kingdom this year, actually. So that was a lot of fun. The Line Drive says, "Shout out to Johnny for the line of the night." Adults going through a goth phase. I like it because they haven't necessarily mentioned that on air that much. But Damian Priest is like, he said it. He said goth. And uh, we got that match set up for next week. But this week, we got Gargano against Otis. Um, Gargano's still not getting the reactions. and It's Gargano I... Finn next week. Oh, okay. Not Priest. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Pay attention to the product, Sean. You're right. I should. I got but so anyway. much shit at the top of this show. I would rather see Gargano and, and Damian Priest. Legitimately. No, we're getting fit. But what we saw was Gargano defeating Otis. And here's why I have a problem with this. Like, for so much of the Gargano booking that we've seen, we're like, man, he's not getting the reactions. He's not hitting. Then, shocking, Denise, that at Elimination Chamber, when Johnny Wrestling gets to wrestle and have really great wrestling uh, exhibitions, people are like, oh, damn, look at what he can do. But then today... You've got him against Otis, who I know can have a really good match with him. He's out there dicking around with maximum male models, and you got Dexter Loomis trying to kidnap people, and you got Otis trying to have have to wait for DDTs and stuff because of all these distractions. I'm like, man, this isn't... Johnny Gargano can do sports entertainment, but it's just like they overbook so much of his stuff, and I'm like, he really doesn't need that. Is it, you know, are there going to be people that say, well, I can't believe he could beat uh, Otis. Well, you know what? I can because he's a great wrestler. But I think that they overbook a lot of his stuff and it doesn't do him any favors. I think that him being the smaller guy that can just wrestle circles around people is something that could work for him. Isn't it sad that for the longest time, you know, he wasn't getting on the main roster because of his size. And then we're like, oh, he's now on the main roster with somebody that will present him well because he was presented well. On a previous brand, and it's like, did you forget everything Johnny Gargano can do? Why is he not being booked the way that you used to book him? You know what works. You know what formula. You know what recipe works for Triple Johnny H Gargano. Specifically, like that's you what said, I'm Triple saying. H specifically, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he knows exactly what works. He's done it before. So I don't understand why it's so different. If I know why Johnny Gargano got over and I know what I did with him previously, I would do the exact same thing about was Triple H here. That's the one thing where I'm like, 
what's going on? You know, it's, it's just weird to me. It was, it was very weird. Uh, Chad Gable gets the win. One line that did, or, or not Chad Gable, Johnny Gargano gets the win. Uh, one line that did pop me was when Dexter Loomis went to kidnap. Uh, Corey Graves said, is this the NXT parking lot? Oh, I didn't catch that. I was busy reading the sign because there was a person that had a sign that said, Cody, designed my next tattoo. And they had a little box so that Cody could draw on it. Sorry, I was distracted by that. Joey Olstead says, Dom DeLuise's son did the shoosh in Encino, man. Yeah, I looked that up. I saw that. Pavement Cut Your Hair says, Locker Room Reactions to Triple H's Smaller Mania Cards. I haven't had that confirmed yet, so I haven't been able to really ask around a ton about that. But, I mean, like, they're... They've honestly they've done that for a while, like because of the multiple nights. So that's not that surprising. Austin Theory interviewed John Cena is popping up next week. Not much to this one. He's he's promoting that. We got Chelsea Green backstage with Adam Pierce. Uh, Carmella is back there because she just lost to Oscar. Uh, now we're gonna we're gonna actually cover this one in a bit reverse because Carmelo is not the focal point of this segment, but Chelsea Green is complaining to Adam Pierce, but then ends up bonding with Carmella. Could you see Carmella and Chelsea teaming up? Because I think it'd be kind of a good fit. I think it would be a good fit too. Honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think they could both do this, uh, you know, something similar. They both have a pretty good idea of of how to be, you know. How to be, uh, you know, what Chelsea Green is doing. It's very different, but they can do something similar. Um, I think part of me was curious, though, as to I do want to see Chelsea Green kind of do her own thing. But at the same time, we so desperately need women's tag teams that that's the reason why I'm not opposed to it. So Asuka did defeat Carmella. Uh, they, they gave Carmella a lot of offense in this match. It's very clear that they're trying to keep her a little more credible throughout this As they run. should. Yeah, because, I mean, first off, she's very underrated for her in-ring work, and she'll just get better and better as she starts to get her feet back underneath her. She looks great. She's in incredible shape. She's got – it's it's sort of like the old gimmick, but with new, like, gear and clothes and all that stuff. Uh, but Asuka calls out Bianca, and I loved Bianca's approach. This was like a mixture – of the Bianca that we've seen become Mrs. WrestleMania and the Bianca that we saw in NXT, where she said, listen, I don't know what the hell you just said, but if it was anything other than, oh, we're going to tear the house down at WrestleMania, then you're messing up (laughs) because you have no idea what I can do to you. I thought this was a really great promo out of Bianca Belair. It It was something that we haven't necessarily seen out of her because they've had her be the, I'm so happy to be here. Now, I do think they still lean into EST way too much. Like, we get it. We know who you are. Uh, You got to get in one for the WrestleMania connection. But what I don't want to hear is them have her come out and say EST four times a night, every single night to build this up. Because we're looking at a potentially special match. But uh, I thought this promo was was good from Bianca. What do you think? It wasn't bad. And yeah, I do agree with you. I think a lot of Bianca's promos have pretty much been a little bit of the same thing. Like, you know, plus or minus a couple of words that you can change out. But it's been the same thing. Like, you know what to expect from a Bianca Belair promo. Um, But for me, I'm still, 
again, I feel the exact same way about this that I felt previously is that I still feel they have a lot more and I get it. We have 33 days and however many Raws till then. But I still really do. I think they need to add an extra layer to this feud with Bianca and Asuka. I don't know. Find some way to make it just feel a little extra special. I feel like for me, this is one where I'm just going to wait until the... As of right now, I feel like I'm just going to wait until the actual matchup because I still don't feel like they're doing too much in between from the matchup from now and to the matchup. So for me, I do hope that they find a unique approach to just just make it more interesting, make me feel like it's a bigger deal. K775 says they need to pick up the Bianca Oscar program. Feels like Charlotte Ronda from last year that never got off the ground. Again, it's one of those things where they, you know, they had to de- develop a contender, but I-, I want to see the competitive nature of these two women. Pavement Cut Your Hair says Johnny Gargano should have signed with AEW and could have been Johnny Wrestling Weekly. Now he's Johnny's law, lost my entrance theme. Def Rebel is awful. Well, I don't know who performed this theme, but yeah, Def Rebel is not great. Uh, Johnny, again, I don't know how much they offered. I don't know what the schedule difference would have been. I don't know if he even really had. Okay, I do know that he had conversations with AEW, but you never know what it's like for each person individually. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe WWE threw in a bunch of athleticgreens.com slash fightful. Fill your nutrient gaps, your nutrient gaps, promote gut health, support whole body vitality with AG1. One daily serving delivers a comprehensive blend of nine products a multivitamin, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, and more working to d- together to deliver your strongest foundation for better health. You want to drink your multivitamin. It works a lot better than when you just take a multivitamin tablet. You got those probiotics, prebiotics, plant-based enzymes that bolster that digestion and nutrient absorption for your microbiome. That way what you're eating digests a lot better. Promoted by uh, all kinds of doctors. You can check it out at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And right now you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs. You can get this in scoopable form. You can get it in uh, packs that you empty into your water bottles. Both are incredibly convenient. Both travel incredibly well. It's gluten-free. It's got no eggs. It's nut-free. It's got no sugar added. You can check out real reviews at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. One scoop, once a day, every day for that phytonutrient blend, the digestive support, the immunity support, the adaptogens, the energy and metabolic support, and pre- and probiotics. Athleticgreens.com slash a fightful. Flame Inc. says, what if Brock puts over Omos? Won't happen, but what if? No, no. I don't I, think it would be too, uh, no. I think they already fumbled the bag with Omos. Like, I think yeah. we've seen, we've seen what he's going to be. I don't see some big leap and improvement coming from him anytime soon. So, I, I mean, if they do. It would be a little do, bit of a waste. I agree. Pavement Cut Your Hair says profits should go on singles run, but tag once in a while like the Hardys did in the late 2000s. They need to refresh, still the same as they were in NXT. This is what I've been screaming for weeks. Keep them together, but have them work in singles matches, and then when they need to, they can team up. I completely agree. Second. Bobby Lashley defeats Elias 
Elias got a little bit of offense here. Rick Boogs is t- backstage taking notes, and it's because Elias a couple weeks said weeks ago said, "Take notes, kid." And I, the, my favorite line on commentary of the night was Rick Boogs. He was jotting down things, and <laughs> Corey Graves goes, "And there's Rick Boogs trying to learn how to spell." <laughs> Oh, you thought that was funny? I thought that was great. I thought it was amazing. And that was about all that I thought was amazing about this entire thing. It was so corny. I didn't care about this match. I The good. commentary wasn't funny. Uh, I'm sorry. What I about the muscle laugh. man dance? It's back. They're recycling that. Oh, are we getting into that now? I guess, yeah. Okay. Um... I'm trying to see what approach I want to take here. No, you're trying to kill time. Let's no. talk about this. Bray Damn Wyatt it. is <laughs> go, Bray okay, Wyatt. Go. Bray Wyatt is you playing mind games with Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley is like, no, nah, not having it. And then Bray Wyatt just plays mind games with him. Um, I could see this being Lashley doing the the. <laughs> I'm pissed off that you're daring to play mind games thing with me. I don't much mind that. I guess I'm a little confused as to why Wyatt wanted Brock or Lashley to begin with. Maybe just because he wanted one, but I'm not sure his motivation. Maybe to just mess with him. But right now, I'm just kind of like, yeah, Lashley's got a reason to be annoyed. Like, Wyatt's just kind of being a dick right now. We have a bunch of loose ends with Bray Wyatt, but I want to oh, sure. rewind into something that Bobby Lashley said. And I know a lot of people are going to just gloss over it. They're not going to care. I, as a viewer who has not fully been convinced that I enjoy what Bray Wyatt's doing, I actually thought there was a little bit of a burial of Bray Wyatt's character and what he's supposed to be doing on this show When Bobby Lashley said, quote, I don't play little kid games because I'm the almighty Bobby Lashley. So Bray Wyatt, keep my name out of your mouth or I will hurt you. We were talking about uh, like things for me, like the little kid games line, given that Bray Wyatt's character like just doesn't has not worked. I actually felt that having this thrown in there made me think, yeah, it's little kid game stuff. Why should I care about Bray Wyatt? I actually thought this was a subtle burial of Bray Wyatt's character and what they've been doing with Bray Wyatt as of late. And I know a lot of people are not going to read too much into it, but for me, I kind of felt like, hey, he's right. Little kid stuff. What do I care about this? I mean, that's what I've always said that Bray Wyatt's gimmick is. He was seventh grader who likes audiovisual and can edit videos and put cool graphics on the screen and changes the lighting. like And has some personality disorder on the yeah. side. <laughs> Pavement cut your hair, says Denise's Alex impression was spot on during the ad read. Sure. We got we got a, a, what I considered a big upset. Candice LeRae defeated Piper Niven. Now, Nikki was tagging along here. And I thought that Nikki played her role just fantastically as... She said all her friends are gone, and they are. Eric Young is gone. Killian Dane is gone. Alexa is gone right now. Um, Alexander Wolf, gone. Everybody left her. Everybody left her. And Candace is just being nice, and Nikki is like the cat that you fed, and now she's like, well, I know I can get food from you, so I ain't going anywhere. 
And it actually ends up paying off because Piper, who has been on a hot streak, ends up getting pinned. And I got to put this over because I usually hate the distraction roll-up. Piper and Candace did a fantastic roll-up here in which Piper, like the weight was on her shoulders. It looked like she was trying to get out. Looked like Candace was trying to hold her down. It was great. It wasn't one of those 24-7 title roll-ups that we've seen so many times. Uh, K775 says, disappointed uh, that they beat Piper. I thought it was a lame distraction finish. I was was hoping she'd be protected more. I also don't usually like that finish, but I thought they executed it fairly well there. Were you surprised by Candace picking up the win here? Yeah, I think. Well, here's the thing. This is a situation where both of these women needed the win, whether it was Piper or Candace. So that wasn't even the issue with me. I didn't like the ending either. The distraction stuff. I didn't really care for it too much. So, yeah, I cut, I agree with that comment, by the way. Um, but this to me was just a nothing match. Yeah, she got this win, but it didn't. I didn't think Candace nor Piper came out looking stronger out of it. I thought it would have been better if it was like a double finisher thing, like maybe the ref has something happen and Nikki hits her finish. Candace hits her finish. And then maybe it goes into some sort of roll up that way. You've got two finishers and a bit of a, a momentum type of thing, as opposed to the distraction roll. up. The problem is with this particular raw that I felt was all of the matches. None of them had substance besides Cody and, uh, and yeah. Gable. Everything else felt like, I mean, I could have been watching, raw dark on freaking youtube or something yeah and that's how the matches kind of feel line drive says i feel bray is the wizard of oz after the curtain <laughs> that's pretty oh funny. like a disappointment how sad jonathan corona says i think denise uh we'll get more annoying when kurt angle joins oh, maximum male God. models not gonna lie he will be good with i i would love to see kurt angle just joining random factions all the time that's what i want I know it'll I be funny because Kurt Angle is always funny and he makes things work. Exactly. But only for that reason, I won't be too upset about it. But it's like, yeah, obviously. You could, well, Kurt Angle, you know, he's he, he's dealing with a lot in terms of like all his surgeries and everything that he's yes, getting. Yes, he is. Jane Beard says, I'd be down for a six-man tag. Uh, the wrestling family, uh, Dexter, Johnny, and Candice against uh, Nikki, Eric Young, and Damo. I mean, I... I think that would be a very fun match to have. If not WrestleMania, that week would be really good. Uh, Damo just reunited with Axel Tischer, the former Alexander Wolf at Progress, though. Uh, so who knows? Flame Inc. says, not all Nikki's friends are gone. Um, Dami Mommy Rhea is still there. They broke up, but it's the only other partner she had that I can remember. She's off doing her other, her own thing, though. She's got her own stuff she's worried about. Well, I, there was actually another segment that I enjoyed. Well, besides the fact that Miz is going to be the host of WrestleMania, um, I don't need to hear correct and I'm awesome 72 times that weekend, but I guess he's got to do something. But Rollins comes out. He's like, I need your help. I need to get a hold of Logan Paul. And Miz is like, what, you just want to call him? Then you'll leave me alone to stop stomping me in the head? I guess, maybe, I don't know. And then Rollins just beats his ass. And Rollins using his unconscious face to unlock his phone was very good to me. Uh, Then he calls up Logan Paul on FaceTime and says, hey, come here next week. And he also makes fun of Jake Paul, who lost to Tyson Fury's younger brother. Um, I just realized that Tyson Fury and his brother against Logan Paul and his brother is a real possibility in WWE. 
What'd you think of Miz TV with, with Seth Rollins? I thought it was a good way to get Rollins onto the show and to advance the Logan Paul storyline, at least. I agree with you. It's a good way to get this to basically happen and to make the announcement. That's all. I don't got anything on this. This was more on the tolerable side of Miss TV stuff. Uh, it could be worse. So I'm totally okay with this. Was it great? No. Somebody was asking if Seth holding the phone was pre-recorded. I think it was. It I had it to was. be. They always yeah. do that. Always. Yeah. Every time they do any of those things, it's always pre-recorded. I've and always Seth- wondered that. Like if they practice the timing of like what they're going to say, like so they can see sure. how much time they've got before the person well- on the video says something. Yeah, I mean, it, it just had to have been the whole thing. Like, I mean, like, I think the whole shot of that had to have been. Yeah, you but, heard a big old click. You think that was the phone? Exactly, <laughs> no. exactly. You heard a and big ass click all over the I just, arena. I just like the idea of uh, <laughs> the fact that Seth or that, that Miz had already connected his phone to the Bluetooth in the arena through the speakers and everything. Can you that even way, do that? Yeah, of course I don't you know can. how that works. If, if you're if the sound texts are with you, but also okay, yeah, but like, that defeats the whole purpose of like this is supposed to be, you know, out of nowhere. This is not supposed to be planned. A couple things I agree with Easy from the top should have been L.A. Knight hosting if he's not doing anything, or he can take it over from Miz, and you can start a program with Miz and L.A. Knight after that. Um, a lot of people said in the arena it looked fake. Also, Seth says one more thing. Bye-bye, bitch. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Sasha Montrez says, I know this is a Raw show, but John Jones is back. Please tell me you're going to get the crew together to react to this fight Saturday. I won't be on there live. No, I'm sorry, but I'm going to watch this with some friends. I'm very excited. John Sean, Jones you're is so like, exclusive now. You don't even want to come out on your own channel to do reactions. You going to do reactions for the John Jones fight this Saturday, Denise? No. Okay, I didn't think so. I will uh, because this Saturday I'm going to be in San Francisco. Doing working. what Saturday night? Doing what Saturday night? I'm going to be working. Jack shit Saturday no, night. No, I'm going to be working. I always work. I always <laughs> find something. Oh, yeah, I actually do have plans Saturday night. I'm going to be at that bowling event for AEW. I knew I had something. A bowling event? Yeah. I, you think you I just should. go, Sean, you think I'm going to go and spend my money and then not do anything to get any content? I've I've been trying to get you to, to do the SRS and Denise Olympics for forever. Like every oh, time we're exactly in the same how? Every time that we're in the same place, we do a new event. Sean, every time that you we ever see each other, you're so bougie. You're like, oh, I'm just like going to go do this and oh, I'm going to do that and bye. I'll see you later. Like, that's literally you. And? So when exactly do you expect these Olympics things to happen? Like, you always say you're going to do something and then you don't do it. Like I get what? so frustrated. Like, like- the Olympic thing. You've been talking about this since we started this podcast like three and a half years ago. You're literally making an excuse. I asked you to foot race me and you declined. When? On this show. Yeah, but you never asked me like in person. Hey, Denise, let's plan to do this. You know, I'm always down to do anything. I tell you on the show to plan it, Denise. Okay, no, but you have to do it in person. Like You have to tell me like, hey, Denise, like this is something we're legitimately going to do. Like, let's set it in stone. I don't know if you're being serious unless you tell me for sure afterwards. You're coming to L.A. Why, we can come here, right here on my block. 
We'll do the freaking Olympics. Shit, I will go to goddamn Five Below and I will get us all the freaking tools we need. I will get hula hoops. I will do anything. Hula hoops? Hey, that could be one of the Olympic events. What are we, Alvin and the Chipmunks? Why are you trying to get me to do Alvin and the Chipmunks shit here? I don't know what you're talking about. (sighs) Mike says... The point is that you just say things and you never do them. Mike says, shout out to Sean repping the T-Dot shirt. I got this at a uh, vintage store this weekend, actually. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sean Ross Sapp, the vintage store shopper. Yeah, I am. <laughs> what What of it? You're, uh, so, you're such a hipster. Okay, sure. You're a hipster. Oh, my God. Yeah, sure. Sure. You are, though. <laughs> You just sounded like somebody from Los Santos saying, run through my block. Come to my block. (laughs) Come to my block, shit. Jesus Christ. Brian Dragon says, let me talk. If you let me plan it, we will get good. Muted. Brian Dragon says, if you had to choose one of these scenarios, which would it be? Charlotte beats Rhea at Mania again, and the story pays off at another Mania in a year or two, or... Roman beats Cody, and the story pays off at SummerSlam or another Mania down the road. Uh, I'm going to say Roman beats Cody because Charlotte has already beaten Rhea twice, and um, Roman is on a historic run. Charlotte is not. So this is like we have to pick something or we die situation? Yes. Okay, yeah, I would prefer to see the Roman thing versus the Charlotte thing because I wouldn't want to see this pay off to like again. We already got told that the Charlotte Rhea thing was going to pay off after the first Mania. Yeah. And Triple H, eight months later, was like, uh, about that. Well, we're seeing this. Forgot about that. Team Beckstream defeated Damage Katarl and are now the women's champions. Lita did not look great in the ring. She's got to get her legs underneath her for sure. There, there was some struggling there going on. Becky was carrying a lot. Um, Trish Stratus runs in towards the end. It is a very, it's, it's an overbooked mess, I thought, at the end. What did you think of this match in general and Trish showing up? I mean, we were waiting for it. We were wondering what scenario they were going to paint out. And yeah. we ended up getting both where we got, you know, new tag team champions and we also got Trish involved. So we got, you know, a little bit of everything that we were pretty much thinking was going to happen. Um, I, I fortunately have to agree with you. I did notice, you know, the same things with Lita and you guys know I'm a big Lita fan. So like, I don't like to point this stuff same. out. Same. I, I thought, like I thought she did great at crown or at whatever the Saudi yeah. review was just last year. I thought they killed it last year. But this one was just very noticeable to the point where you're like, you can't really deny it. But um, but either way, I'm still so excited about just the, the team up of Be- the team of Becky and Lita that I'm willing to disregard all the other stuff just because I'm really looking forward to seeing what they will actually make of this. Like there's so very few opportunities left where you can have moments like this. And so I'm going to cherish this moment for what it is. I didn't, I never thought we would get Becky and Lita as a tag team, as women's tag team champions. So I'm going to take it as a person, like this is nostalgia for me. So I don't know how, I don't know how like newer fans feel about this, but for me, this is nostalgia and it's working. And I'm happy for Lita. I'm happy for Becky. They get another thing, to, another accolade to add. And, you know, sometimes I'm here more for the moment. And that's right. what this was here. This was I think moment. that 
I th- maybe we get damage control against these three at Mania. If not, I think we're going to lead into a Becky and Trish feud down the line is what I think is going to happen. And I think that would be a banger. Wait, did you but say Desha- Lita and Trish? Or no, Becky and Trish. Oh, Becky Sorry. and Trish. Okay. Deshire says, please tell me EO and Dakota are still going to be wrestling at Mania. It wouldn't be fair to do Ronda, Shayna versus Lita and Becky. Uh, I mean... To me, Ronda versus Becky as a singles would have made more sense than doing the tag anyway. I feel like... Damn. Becky and Lita against Trish and Bailey somehow, and then Damage Control against Ronda and Shayna made sense, but... Like where no, the I think tag it's too convoluted at this point. I feel like we're still... I've, uh-huh. I'm expecting the, the three-on-three. Well, that's how what K seven seven five asks. How do I think it plays out? Do you think Becky Lee to hold the titles till Mania? Do they drop him and do a six man tag? Here's what I think. I think that Trish costs Becky and Lita the tag titles against Damage Control again before Mania. Then we get Damage Control defending against Ronda and Shayna, and I think we get Trish and Bailey against Lita and Becky because you don't necessarily need titles in that. People are going to just be into that for nostalgia. Jambeard says, now that Becky is a tag champ, she is only money in the bank and NXT titles from cashing Asuka and winning everything. Bailey needs a Rumble win. I'd be surprised if Bailey didn't get a Rumble win. Now with Becky, it's like, does she want to go hang out in Orlando for a couple months? I don't know if we'll ever necessarily see that. Uh, and also, I don't know if we'll see Becky with Money in the Bank. I don't know if that one will ever make sense. No, I think she's too above that at this point. David Weissman says, didn't expect to see Trish and Lita at the same time as Lita becoming a tag champ on my 2023 bingo card. I mean, for years, for like a decade, it didn't look like Trish or that Lita was ever going to wrestle again, ever. It didn't look like it was ever going to happen. And now she's just popping up every year or so. Like, hey, here I am. Tristan says, tag team Johnny with Ciampa when he comes back DIY. Yes, 100% do that. And the line drive sends us one that says, the biggest lesson for tonight, the power of friendship wins the day. Gargano's adoptive wrestling family continues down at slow burn. Trish is back. You love to see it. Fun Raw. Glad you enjoy it. Very little of it was for me. Trevor L says, how about Dom and Sheamus throwing up gang signs? That was funny. That was funny. And Flame Inc. wraps us up. The last super chat of the night says, Denise, why do you hate everything? It seems like nothing makes you happy. You're always complaining about something or another. Denise or Sean, she is running scared from you. Yes, she is. Running back to her block. I'm sorry that I'm not going to bend my opinions just to please everyone. And maybe y'all's taste should just be better. There you, have like you, go. 20, you have like a half an hour from where I'm staying anyway, Denise. Why do Wait, you want where me are to, you staying? Near the airport. I know you always stay. Near, Wait, you're, please don't tell me you're staying in Inglewood, though. I don't know. I'm staying near the airport. Not not okay. that deep. I'm not staying in Inglewood. Okay. I'm not staying in Inglewood. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I checked my surroundings this time. but I know. You want to end up with the crackheads in San Pedro? <laughs> 
Guys, I've got a Chad Gable interview dropping Wednesday. I got Becca on Tuesday. We've got Ruby Soho and Keith Lee this weekend as well. Uh, reminder, Kate and Reg have a post ROH show this Thursday. We've got just streams on streams on streams, but I will be joining Denise on Thursday as well. Denise, tell them about it. We're, you guys are always listening to us listening to us talk about WWE because that's what we talk about here. Uh, so I invited Sean on my channel to do AEW Revolution uh, predictions. It's not just a prediction show. It's a preview show and just like an overall, you know, talking about AEW. So I think it'll be a really good time. That'll be on Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on my YouTube channel. Guys, thank you all so much. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.